Welcome to Wednesday Comics. To my left, AP18 himself, Alex. How you doing? Hello, everybody. I'm doing well. To my right, G-Dub himself, Garrett. How you doing? <laughs> doing good. Uh, Wednesday Comics Podcast. My name is Marvin. Uh, here joining this us also. This hashtag guest host one. Am I here for a phone call or am I here for a regular recorded podcast? I don't understand well, what, what the difference is. Um, one, I get paid thirteen dollars for a minute. Oh, the other man. one, you get my full time. This attention. this is a podcast calling you. Um, okay, Corey, I was don't just, worry, Platinum tier, you'll get your chance. I was just introducing the show, so um, uh, that is hashtag SOS one comic books for the week of uh, actually be um, the thirty first and first uh, of February. Already into February, we'll talk about that here in a second. Um. But uh, uh, I sound a little. Do I? I don't know. To you guys, might not sound any different, but maybe to the audience, um, I moved uh, where I was doing the podcast, and then realized I can't bring the good mic over here, so I got one of the old mics, and uh, a little makeshift over here, a little out of my element, so it might be, might be a little shaky tonight. So we'll see. Uh, But uh, the reason why I call you out there, Corey, is because you're out there grinding. I know that's why you didn't send me the news right away. Um. You're out there grinding, and then I send I send the news. You react to it, and then Garrett sends the news like he's up and up and up on all this stuff. But uh, uh, you know, uh, I just know that I got the scoop first. Um, yep. And what do you mean you got the scoop first? I posted. No, Marvin, I saw Marvin message first, and then Garrett messaged later, like, <laughs> "Oh, I'm the first person." Oh, I didn't even see you post, Marvin. Uh, okay, I pay attention, Marvin. Uh, did you wonder why nobody responded to you? <laughs> I was like, no. I was like, I talked about this already. I wonder you to talk about this, but we will talk about in depth in a second here. But um, the news we're talking about is is James Gunn did a little video, uh, not too long, longer than I thought it was going to be. Uh, more things announced than I thought it was going to be because he does say, "Hey, here's the DC slate, not the whole thing, but like part of it." And. Uh, he starts off and he starts naming some things. The first thing he talks about uh, is the uh, Creature Commandos. Yeah. As an animated film. And he does state in there also, like, things are going to go from animated to live action and they're going to be the same actor. Uh, and I think that right there, that first part, to me, like, that's going to be difficult to pull off. But if they pull off well, I think it's going to do good. Yeah. It's interesting, but uh, I thought that, uh, I mean, I know James Gunn is going to do his own spin on all this, but I'm like, what a lackluster first entry into the the new DCU. Isn't isn't the first one Shazam? Well, yeah, so I guess some of the ones that already are contracted through Aquaman 2, I mean, they're keeping around. Which I don't, Uh, I guess they're they're just leaving it as Aquaman 2 takes place before Flash. Because he does mention that Flash is going to reset everything. That Flash right. movie. But the Flash movie comes out, I think, in the middle of those four movies. And so it seems very weird that we're still going to have an Aquaman 2. Or maybe he just yeah. said, did he say him out of order? I don't know even what the release dates are. As oh, I, he I he did them in release order. order. Commandos. Um, no, I meant the, the already ones, that's, as Garrett said, the ones that are contracted already. The Aquaman uh, 2 Sh- and... Shazam, Blue Beetle, and Aquaman 2, for sure. Yeah, so... Um, Which I'm excited for Shazam and uh, Blue Beetle, for sure. I wonder if... So, what we know from this slide... So, Creature Commando 
they show that Crandos. Um, what was the next one? Oh, Mo Waller. But I think the thing that a lot of people are missing out here, Garrett, and uh, I, I, Corey, I'm not sure if you watched this. I know Alex hasn't. But the Watchmen HBO series, besides Lindelof, that's who they're getting to write this Waller series, which I think is uh, pretty exciting. So, oh, really? Oh, I yeah. didn't see they already had announced uh, some production. Yeah, he said and- he's, he said from like writer of this, uh, of Watchmen, which I think for that show makes 100% sense. Uh-huh. Right, and it's interesting that they're using Viola Davis too. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Oh wow!" So I'm, I thought they were gonna really go brand new, but they're they're keeping some stuff that's been around. So it seems like because he mentioned that it would be her and and some uh, peacemakers, uh, the peacemaker core or something like that. So I'm assuming that that continues that story um, mm-hmm. with peacemaker, and like in a way, it's kind of like. I don't know. He didn't announce it, so I don't know if it's over or if it's just changing to Waller instead. But either way, we'll still get. That sounds like we're still going to get all the people that are in Suicide Squad who are going to be in this. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah sure. Uh, so we get that, and then these they're going to be out of order because I can't remember the order of the rest of them. But Superman Legacy. Yeah, uh, adapting um, uh, All Star Superman, roughly. The Superman Legacy. Um, and then the brave and the bold. So I hear that's a story with Damien. And if they give me Dick Grayson Batman with Damien, take my Ooh. money. Take well, he did say he, he said it's going to be Bruce, though. Oh. Bruce did you actually watch son. the video? No, I haven't watched the video. Oh. I just been seeing the highlights. Oh. Some entertainment. Well, I, I will say I will say this uh, hashtag SOS one. Uh, he does say. Will include Batman, Damien, and the Bat Family. So uh, I assume there'll I be more. I didn't hear the Bat Family. I heard it was going to be Bruce, Bruce and Damien yeah. to be a good guy and not an assassin. Yeah, he talks about that. It's like towards the end. He says the Bat Family. So I'm assuming maybe and they can kill off Bruce, and in the sequel, Damien has to take up the mantle. Or not Damien. Uh, Dick takes up the mantle as Batman and trains Damien, and it's a good bromance kind of thing. And yep, I, that's I do see James Gunn clarified this Batman's going to be in. It's not gonna. It's so they are keeping the Pattinson Batman, the Matt Reeves Batman, and they're just gonna call it Elseworlds. But it's gonna be about a young Batman, as it obviously is. That was like his first year. But this Batman, they they clarified. He clarified being like this Batman knows what he's doing already, and like he's on the stage now of teaching Damien how to be Robin and things like that. So I'm assuming that we'll get maybe these other characters, but they'll be like they've always been there. We won't get them like showing up later. You actually have maybe Nightwing at that point already doing stuff so that's true mm-hmm. yeah, but there's one thing i need if you're bringing damien in the picture i need bat cow yeah i was gonna say bat cow's gotta make a cameo if there's no bat cow then it's not accurate all right he's gonna uh write that on twitter as i said last week he does have which i forget which one uh he has oh the disney at disney on twitter that's uh, Corey. um yeah disney ceo uh <laughs> Soon to be. I did see one thing going back to the Superman legacy, uh, Garrett, which makes mm-hmm. me think that maybe for once they're going to understand how to do this. Is like he is a well-mannered, uh, good. Kind of, I'm I'm paraphrasing a lot here because, but I'm just going to give you a basic sense of what it says. It's something about how he is like the um 
good-willed, good-soul hero that lives in a world where people think that's too old-fashioned. And, like, that line on its own is just like, yeah, that's who Superman is. Like, he is that goody-two-shoes, you know, uh, but, like, he does it because it's the right thing to do, and it's hard in a world that's so kind of jaded. And But that's what Superman's going to do. No matter what they think of him, he's still going to save them. So I thought that was a, a nice thing to put in there. Um, it kind of shows you that it's not going to be, hey, Superman, I bet he could beat anybody. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what, kind of, what kind of route were we going to go down with Black Adam and Superman? It was just going to be a, a punch out, right? Yeah, probably. So at least at but, this... And I, I'm excited to have, like, if they could take, like, not necessarily, like, full-on Christopher Reeve or, like, yeah, I would like a bumbling reporter. Like, that's the whole thing. Like, a little bit more of that dichotomy and showing uh, Clark Kent be that uh, eternal Boy Scout. So that does give me some some hope, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex, yeah. what, what do you think of those two movies, Superman and Batman? Who gives a shit? Oh, <laughs> no. This is DCU, not the DCEU. I have, I, have, I have very little support for what is going to come until the first stuff starts to show up. Because all we're doing is signing checks that aren't even made yet. Let's hey, first see what they can point. put out and what they can do. And then when I go, hey, I am excited to see this next movie. Right now, I'm not. I mean, I haven't, I haven't watched the original Aquaman. I haven't watched half the crap that's come out anymore because most of the time it's a, a drop in the toilet. So <laughs> until I see something that is, is at least prolific enough to make me go, hey, you know what? That was worth my time. And James Gunn, I know he knows what he's doing, but I, like I said before the show, we are now eight years too late for me to care that much about a DCU or whatever you want to call it movie verse that it doesn't matter right now so it's brand new yeah sure like rebirth was brand new and new 52 is brand new you need a trailer once we get trailers for this stuff we'll see what his vision is for all these things and if they're coherent or not or if they're more bonkers than the dceu you know i'm just gonna throw out there uh let's bring michael rosenbaum back as lex because he's really good friends with james gunn and i'm i'm here for it He's too old now, buddy. No, he'd still he's still. He's too old. Hey, who played who played the original uh, Lex Luthor there? Gene Hackman. <laughs> exactly how old he's was he old. when he did that role? Like sixty. Well, how's Rosenberg? How old is he now? He's like almost fifty. He's he was, not fifty. What are you talking about? He was forty when he did that role. He's not. <laughs> he, he might be in his fifties, but he looks like he's in his thirties. Nice. The man ages well. I like I t- it. I, I'll tell you something though. James Gunn got old. Like, well, he I, chose to dye his hair. Oh, he died. Okay, because I saw yeah, that video. That's not, that's not natural. How do you know? That's, that's because, Santa white right there. Yeah, that guy is. Getting well, I mean, it might be it might be gray, and he just made it that color. But he's still, that's what I'm saying. He's old. He's also a bearded man now. Here's the rest of the list. By the way, before we get too far away from this, the Authority, uh, Supergirl, World of Tomorrow, both going to be movies. Couple more shows here. Um, Paradise Lost said in Wonder Woman's birthplace of Themyscira before the events of the first film or the feature. Excuse me, of these films, uh, Green Lanterns. So that one was interesting. That was John Stewart and Hal Jordan. He yes, dropped. and the detective story. He said space detective story similar to True Detective. Um, That's pretty dope. 
Booster Gold. About our dog. Excited for that one. About our dog. Uh, I think that's it. I thought there was more. There's oh, Swamp, Swamp Thing. Thing. Swamp Thing. Yeah, Swamp Thing. And Supergirl World of Tomorrow based on that Tom King miniseries. So it sounds like it, that you're well filling out. And this is what I enjoyed about this announcement. Uh, I do agree with Alex. Like, we have to wait and see. Like, the first movie they considered the start is Superman Legacy of his universe. And that doesn't come out until 2025. So we're very early on here. We have no casting. We have nothing. Uh, but at this point, I feel like at least the basis for these stories, and it looks like they went after story first uh, and made a choice of like how to make the beginnings of the DCU make sense. I think on that level of, of what where they chose to start and how to do it, I think they did a good job. Yeah, I mean, I'll never give up on DC. Um, I do think there's quite a few stinkers in there. I'm like, but you, you know, gotta think this is the man who took Guardians of the Galaxy, which I nobody knew who that was before I get that it. movie came out. But if I mean, everyone obviously wants to see the main team uh, make their debut, and if you can't even like, you're I I just can tell like this isn't even the entire slate. It's gonna be vastly the scenic route to get to the to, to the Superman movie and the Batman movie and like get the Justice League together. Not saying that you have to rush it. What are you that talking was the about? issue from before. The Superman movie is the first movie. That's not the first movie. It, it is. is the first. No, he said the Commandos is the first movie. No, I I'll read you exactly what it says. No, I mean that's coming out beforehand, but he said that. Superman will be released July 11, 2025, and it's the true beginning of the DCU. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, fine. Fair. But, I don't know. I just feel like there's a lot of these, like, team movies and stuff that I, I want to see how they go. I'm sh- I don't know. I'm just a little wary of, What do you mean, like, team movies? What's what's team movies? Authority. Team movies. Team the authority. authority oh, the Commandos. The... Uh, I don't know what else, but, Clearly but I'm excited for this. Those. I'm excited for the Brave and the Bold, uh, which is the Batman one and the Supergirl one and the Superman one, obviously. But you know, I'm also kind of burnt out until I see a trailer. So, weren't you, Alex? Correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't he just fighting with you because you said the same thing? What? Yes. What was I fighting <laughs> with you about? <laughs> that I wasn't giving it a chance. That I'm shitting on it already. Well, I'm still gonna give it a chance. I'm not saying that. I'm just like, it just seemed like I thought they would take a structured approach. I'm like, how does the commandos go into the authority that goes into Supergirl, that goes into Superman, that goes into. He says that everything needs to be at least connected. You need to feel like you live all in the same world, which I understand. But I agree that is a weird way to start it out. You're starting. But I mean, are we going to start? They're going Marvel route because. Again, Iron Man wasn't as beloved as he was until Iron Man came out. So he's Do you think they're going to bring Robert Downey Jr. over for it then? Well, no, I'm just saying he's he's probably doing the similar thing where you take a lesser known IP and then if it becomes a whatever, a hit, like out of this world because nobody's like, whoa, this is around, and then it becomes a whole new thing. We could be three to four years from being like, you see Howling Commandos merchandise everywhere, whatever it's called. I, I think they would have to do a, like a single character to do that restart with. Go, hey, here's Blue Beetle, a lesser-known character. Mm-hmm. All those movies are still coming out. So. 
So, yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. It's Two closer to a unified direction, but yeah, with this Elseworld stuff, and then you still, it's kind of like, what's the DCU now? <laughs> it's still kind of confusing a little bit. I, I will say, but would you rather them start with the, the normal, oh, we get this Superman, Batman, Aquaman? Yep. How many times have you fucking done this? We'll do it right the first time, and then you won't have to worry about it. But um, See, I'm rubbing off on Garrett. I like this. He's on my side. I'm like, I'm like they, they, should, they the should have no problem. If you, if you have this master plan, prove it. You know what they do? Pussyfoot they, they, around the DCU until you're like, well, here we'll get you what you want. Finally, you you drop you drop the four movies they've already named, and start off with Lobo, and make it Jason Momoa, and when he gets to Earth, he can run into these people, and you know what? Honestly, just jump into the Justice League already. Lobo no, shows up. No, the that's too quick. That's too quick. But everyone knows who these characters are. Like you said, they've that's already made the groundwork. Fuck it. If you're already gonna, if you're gonna bring us in, bring us in hard. I mean, get well, that owner coming. Jesus Christ. I, you know, I am sad though. I mean, I, I mean, I'm happy and I'm sad. I love me some Damien. We're gonna skip Dick. We're gonna skip Whoa, Dick. Grace, that's fucking. Talking boners and dick on this. Just gonna situation. jump right in. Yeah, you guys, stop being so stiff with this conversation. <laughs> wow, that was hard. Cool. <laughs> I think this is way more exciting than trying that again for a fifth time. Which it's one? Interesting. Are you, was... talking, are you still talking about getting wood or what? Oh, geez. Starting um, some sort of Justice League. I'm also talking about unfinished, never like the Australian uh, Mr. George Miller's Justice League. They've tried so many times to make that happen. Aren't you Superman? Uh, that's a bad choice. Not Superman. Aren't you Aquaman, Wonder Woman out? Well, if they do a damn good job, they, I don't think I, I would. It would be out if they were doing a good job of it. I don't the like Bobo yeah. Aquaman. I don't like a Wonder Woman that I don't agree with anymore. She's not. She's not who she was five years ago. I think yeah. we're missing No Man's Land. Best scene out of all of DC. Can you name a better scene to me than No Man's Land? Uh, when Jonathan Kent gets hit over by a tornado. It's like, hey, hey, this is shit. Take me out now. Put me out of my misery. It's funny because I was going to say Justice League when you can see uh, that Henry Cavill is missing a mustache. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, when uh, Ezra's running is so ridiculously stupid looking. (sighs) Oh, I I was going to say. Yeah, that. That's the best part about this whole thing. Hopefully, they're recasting him. I was going to say, uh, gotta love redheads. Um, oh, jeez. <laughs> Corey, oh, um, I will say, though, if you look at James Gunn's record with DC uh-huh. so far, it does give you hope that he can do something. He knows what he's doing. Because who would have thought that out of he's going to make the Suicide Squad and then he's like, hey, I want to make Peacemaker out of all those characters. Uh-huh. And that's a show that you enjoy. Yeah, I really liked Peacemaker. I was okay with Suicide Squad. I wasn't, I don't know, for some reason I wasn't as like happy-go-lucky as everybody else. Like, it was fine. It was good. And, I mean, it's a reward in itself to be a good movie, but it wasn't a great movie. 
it had King Shark. That's all I needed from that movie. Yeah. It, yeah, that's the thing. That's the problem is I don't want every single DC movie to be like Suicide Squad or be like Peacemaker. I want them to be their own Superman unique. Superman Legacy is the second movie that is going to be coming out, bro. That's fine. I know. I'm I'm excited for that. After I just got burned after getting excited for Cavill coming back, um, but I'm just saying I don't want I don't want MCU comical the DC universe. You know, I want it to each thing to have its own unique. Uh, I will I will say that that James Gunn did make like that his Guardians was such a hit that the DC excuse me the Marvel universe uh, MCU decided oh we need to have comedy in every single one like yeah that also but i mean i'm not sure so much if that's his direction or if that is them seeing oh that was popular let's do that because he didn't write those little scripts they had to make them like those so um it obviously was a direction from higher up than him and i and if you see peacemaker i will say peacemaker has more drama than comedy towards the end. So I think that that does balance well. So I think that, okay, like, all right, all right, you're convincing me. But, see, he, but James Gunn didn't do Thor Love and Thunder. So I mean, oh, I know. That's what we're so saying. Every, everyone's of, terrified that uh, Taika's going to do the Super. Yeah, just think of <laughs> Guardians 1 and 2. Yeah, they were funny, but they have their serious heart moments like Guardians 2, the Yondu. I'm spoilers if you haven't seen it. It's 2014, so get on that or whatever year it was. Yeah, thank you. Still more than enough time to spoil the shit out of this. Uh, Yandu dies, and that scene like emotionally wrecks you. Uh, so he can balance. I think he does a good job balancing the heart and the comedy. Because like even in Suicide Squad, when uh, Flag dies, I'm like, oh, yep, you got me there. That was, I, I yeah, I, I felt the emotions in that one. So he can balance it well. And who knows, uh, he might be good friends with the Russo brothers who are striking out, trying to do movies on their own. Um, did you watch? I don't think I, I don't think Gray Man's supposed to be that great. So I watched Gray Man. Did you? What was the one they had before? I was fine that? with it. I mean, it's it's like you know, it's a B movie. It's not like anything spectacular. But I wasn't it Extraction the other one they did with Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, I think. That... Um, yeah, but I mean, I like. Yeah, I think so. But yeah, I mean, I enjoyed the Gray Man. I, it wasn't like bad it just wasn't like john wick spectacular amazing there you go the russo <laughs> brothers uh the brave and the bold sold it already that'd be cool uh, i don't know and now it all depends who are they going to cast as batman i mean we're going to have two batmans again harry styles oh god <laughs> at that point you know what you bring uh clooney back give him redemption and Without be the like, Batman. Yeah, like, hey, you want to wear this costume? God, throw that away. There's nipples on it. Burn that shit. I mean, I think we all know who rightfully should finally be able to claim his mantle as Superman. Nick Cage. Nick of course. Cage. Nick Cage. Yeah, Cage. whatever. Nick Cage. They, they said younger. Not going to replace Henry Cavill with someone. Talking about Nick older. Cage is not that old. Ah, he's old as shit. He's like, a, <laughs> but he's a vampire, so he's young. Oh, I want to see that movie really bad. Yeah, it's going to be good. There we go. Uh, Corey, I uh, very much enjoyed your insight tonight. Um, let's say out of the – oh, we forgot to really kind of touch on Swamp Thing. Uh, that's a nice, you know, pick to make a – oh, it's the final movie in that slot. Can it break the curse? Confu- yeah, I always get a confused man thing. So we just got 
werewolf at night. So they're the same thing in my mind. Mm. I'm excited for it. I That's I the one I'm most excited for. And he said it's like it's going to be its own thing, but it'll still be in that universe. Like I think that's pretty cool. He no, he said, yeah, he said tonally it's the most different from the rest of these movies. And I'm guessing that he means that this is going to be a horror movie compared to the rest of them aren't really horror, supernatural, whatever you want to call it. So, all right, uh, Minneapolis, Mister Hashtag Guest Host One, we'll see you. Wouldn't want to be a well. Okay, with that lovely. Uh, this has to guest host one signing off. Stay classy, San Francisco. And yeah, I got nothing witty. So peace be the journey. Except for you, Disney, mid Disney. Got him. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Comics yeah. coming out. What were you going to say, Alex? I was into you. Got him. Uh, uh, comics coming out for this week, the 31st and the 1st. Um, you guys didn't send me a selection ahead of time, so I'm just going to pick some here. That's fine. I haven't read shit. I couldn't find my uh, Moon Knight number 14. I know I have it, but I don't know what I read, so I thought, fuck it, guys. Just going to step away. Uh, Here we go. Image Comics, Blood Tree, number one, Peter J. Tomasi, Maximus Civic, and Christian uh, Almy and Brad Anderson. Uh, Series premiere, obviously number one, I said. Did I say number one? No, I didn't. Blood Tree, number one. Uh, Two obsessed New York Police Department detectives hunt for a vicious... Uh, butcher called the Angel Killer, psychopath who preys upon innocent family members of known murderers in order to purify the rest of society. So, um, uh, the cover uh, was kind of supernatural-ish, detective-ish. Uh, got me kind of interested. Much Peter J. Tomasi. Yeah, Tomasi is a great uh, writer. So that's pretty exciting. It's been a while since I've seen it, Tomas. Yeah, he got. Uh, was it him that got screwed over by? Uh, Bendis coming on Superman? Yeah. Him well, and yeah. Well, he didn't say that. He said um there were some changes. Yeah, yeah. Uh who was who did he work with on that Superman? I can't That's what I'm trying to think. Uh no, it's Gleason. Yeah, Gleason. Tomasi and Gleason, I'm pretty sure. Which one was the artist? Gleason. Gleason. Okay. So this is I know Gleason is starting to write his own stuff too, so that's why I was curious like who this actually was. Um but yeah, there we go. There's uh, that from Image Comics. I am now going over to DC because I didn't see anything else. I might just skip past it, so we're going to check out DC and see what they got here. And, is Dangerous uh, Street 2 coming out? No, it is not. I don't see this list. So, What what book did you bring up, Alex? Dangerous Danger Street number 2. Oh. We'll talk about this. Almighty number 1. This is Edward LaRocque. And Edward LaRocque also doing the art. Uh, colors by Brad Simpson. I'm assuming colors. Um, warning, writers, the warning writer slash artist Edward LaRocque returns for this five-issue epic Mad Max Fury Road-style action combined with the mutated horror of Annihilation and the original sci-fi fantasy epic for mature readers. The year is 2098. And in a third-world America, ravaged by economic collapse, Arco warfare, and a mysterious environmental disaster contained behind a massive wall. A girl has been kidnapped and a killer has been hired to find her and bring her home. There you go. Double A length first issue. 38 pages of story. No ads for $3.99. Might be worth the check uh, on that alone because we know we we love we love a good deal now these days. You got to get double for your money. 
Paper ain't cheap. You know what? That, that might be the only the only place retail wise that has never had inflation because that shit goes up all the time. And paper went it's up, yeah. Well, I think what they did, Alex, is instead of, especially Marvel's very, um, instead of raising the price of an individual comic, they just make a single comic come out more. That's what they've been doing. Ah, dude, that's true. Um, like me a good detective story, so. There you go. Two detective stories so far. Will we land on the third? Breath of Shadows from IDW. Rick Dordick and Alex Cormack in the 1960s, mid-1960s, excuse me, Jimmy Meadows should be on the top of the world. His band's most recent album just went gold and they're riding a wave to international fame, but Jimmy is driven by only one thing, where to get his next fix. With his band at the end of the ropes and life falling apart, Jimmy thinks he may be finished until a friend tells him about a controversial method deep in the jungle of South America that can help kick his addiction for good. But is clean living actually in Jimmy's future, or will he unleash horrors beyond his wildest nightmares? A new expedition into the heart of horror. There you go, horror book. Um, that that is a long synopsis to get to, uh, but yeah, you like a nice uh, a layered story every once in a while. You know, sometimes you don't want the old PB and J. Sometimes you want a little bit extra. Right? <laughs> I don't know. The cover looks great. Let me look at this preview for this art. I'll tell you. Because I'll tell you what, IDW, if you're listening, uh, you need to pay some artists some more to get some better artists in your books. So, uh, let's see here. You know what? Uh, it doesn't look half bad. So, I'll, I'll let it pass. There you go. Three comics that you can get at rainbowcomicsandcars.com. Let me tell you about this place, Alex. It's online anytime. When you want a comic, you'll go there and say, hey, give me a comic. I mean, you can be nicer about it than that. So, <laughs> Yeah, then they might help you. <laughs> Cards and collectibles. You know, you want to go there and get a Funko. You know, let's say it is uh, Dick Batman. I mean, Dick Grayson Batman. Um, nice, nice. Battling, nice. <laughs> Bat Dick. Um, <laughs> fat dick you can always go there and see if they got it and if they do they'll ship it to you or if you want to pick it up in store either your call your call um, but you know maybe you want to get uh, uh, Zor Sahai maybe he'll be in there who knows uh, maybe you want to get Mr. Misoplick if they ever make a Funko of him which I'm sure I'm assuming they did Marvin I am so proud that you said his name pretty well correct listen I when you hate a motherfucker <laughs> Pretty you, well correct. <laughs> you write that shit down. There, there's there. a little bit at the end of it that didn't sound right, but it was pretty well. It was uh, pretty close. I, you know why? Because I, I couldn't get the venom out of my mouth fast enough. And I was trying to. <laughs> That's why. Piddlick. RainbowComicsAndCards.com. That is your choice. Sioux Falls, South Dakota, Lincoln, Nebraska. Physical locations there. Go to RainbowComicsAndCards.com for more information on those. Also, Roots of the Swamp Thing.com. I mentioned a second ago, Swampy. Not going to use a movie. What did I... What did, Alex, did I not? I think we can go back a couple of weeks, and uh, uh, if we'll check tape, and if I am correct, Garrett promised that he'll pay, pay me fifty thousand dollars. But I'm gonna go back and check. I'm pretty sure a couple of weeks ago when I said, "Hey, go check out Roots of the Swamp Thing." I go, "You want me to know because this guy's getting a big movie coming out." And what happened? I predicted. Nice work. I don't think I bet anything, but uh, uh, I, I mean, fifty thousand does sound at least lower than it would have been. I so. have I have two different I have two memories that seem correct to me, and one of them include fifty thousand. So, uh, but you have the worst memory out of all of us. You're telling me I just thought of fifty thousand out of the blue. 
Yeah, you just want oh, money, it man. It was a memory. <laughs> I went back, you'd rewound the tape and push play, and that's what happened. You said 50K, mm. but I, I need it in ones. Are you sure that wasn't hashtag guess us one? I don't know. I do get you guys confused. So he's making bank on that platinum, so. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, why don't you ask one of the platinum members to Listen, just because his is more expensive doesn't mean that he gets as much quantity as Garrett does. You know, if Garrett did like a thousand compared to his one, I guess Corey still make more money than Garrett, but eventually, Damn. eventually it starts exponentially being more. So there we go. Those two things there. Uh, very lastly here, the uh, we have book club. Wednesday Comics League of Extraordinary Gentle People proudly presents. Speaking of Brian Michael Bennis, as we were during that Peter Tomasi talk, uh, Secret Empire. Nope. Secret Invasion. Uh, number seven. Uh, Brian Michael Bendis, Linnell Francis, you. Uh, we are still in the middle of a battle, but I think in, there's more story that went on this issue than did it in the last one. Um, also, a lot of character stuff. I feel like the read and the misread stuff is going great. This man, this man, is so mad. Uh, he might, you know, pull a brain muscle. He's so mad. This guy over here, Alex. Would you? How long would you be if you found out that your wife was actually a uh, scroll the whole time? I'd be strangling her too with my long body. <laughs> Jesus. But to be fair, uh, they seem to be doing a good job beating the shit out of him this time. So, again. It, <clears throat> she was one of the scrolls that knew she was a scroll and was pretending. So she was more of a sleeper agent. They do have, they have established there are some scrolls that didn't know, like Marvell, who we see at the end, Captain Marvell. Um, we they did establish that he didn't know he was a scroll. And but so he grew to love the Kree and he knows to hate scrolls, but ironically he's a scroll. So he said, You know what? I've been this motherfucker for how long? I'm still gonna be this motherfucker. So uh he comes at the end there to help him out. <coughs> Charge up, which kinda reminds me of uh, of this Midnight Suns I'm playing. Captain Marvel's in that, and she goes binary and she fucks things up. This motherfucker's gonna fuck things up. He's gonna be the strongest motherfucker out there. Oh, but hold on. We get a little secret here. Janet was given a giant serum from Mr. Hank Pym himself, and uh, she used it, grew big, and turns out doesn't know how to control it really that well. Alex, your thoughts? She's going to kill everybody. It's like giving the Hulk like testosterone right in the testicles. And she has those blasters. Everybody over. She doesn't even know how to control those blasters. Gosh. Uh, this is, so reading this issue when you said there's there's more story plot, they're really I felt like very little, if anything. They're yeah. all fighting. You get to see Bullseye aim his gun and you think, Oh my gosh, she's gonna shoot Spider Man. Instead he shoots Yellow Jacket in the eye. Respect. And I think there are things honestly, like that. They're character moments that add to the story, but it's not really any plot progression. Well, I I left this issue going, what did I read? Spider-Man spoke and yet again ruined the whole book. So you were—that's what I thought. That's what I thought. There was a lot of was a lot of those like quippy, dumb sayings that Bendis likes to throw into a book. Because like I gotta say, this is my least favorite issue. This is there's a lot of damn it. It was jokey and it was like, damn, crap, God, oh man, yeah. wow, that was a scroll. You know, I was like, geez, Louise. Yeah, I will say like, the Luke Cage. That's how I know Luke Cage because that's when I started reading Luke Cage. Is this one? Um, so it didn't bother me as much, the Luke Cage. Well, the, mm. and then okay, the Jarvis reveal—he's a scroll again. I'm like, 
Yeah, that, uh, honestly, that wasn't even a surprise. I don't think. Yeah. That, I don't think that was supposed to be a reveal. I think that just she said, "Hey, I left them with the best person that we could have left them with." Motherfucker, it's a damn scroll. This guy up here. Mm. Um, I will say, um, the uh, Spider-Man. You said that Bullseye had him in the in the uh, the old lock there. So you, at that point, you were hoping he would shoot him. I was. I was like, I love Spider-Man, but take this motherfucker out. You said, just do it. Take him out. <laughs> Uh, we saw Ares God of War. Um, that was cool. We saw um, the shit. Thor and Captain. Thor and Captain, but I'm thinking of somebody else. Two people who showed up. Oh, I'm thinking of uh, Nick Fury with Norman back to back, saying you should be in jail. And Nick Fury's like, you should be in jail, and he's like, ah, well, I'm not. Um, and so should you. <laughs> yeah, uh, I thought that was a cool moment because it really, if you really kind of look at things, like. Nick Fury does some shit too, which he, yeah, he's right. They both should be in jail at that point. But one does it in the name of good, one does it in the name of evil. So that's the only distinction there. I thought, you know what? I thought, I, you know, I, I didn't think of it the same way as you guys. I could see how you would think that though. Um, but I guess reading this with such gaps in between it that as we're doing, like if this would have been. Believe me, Alex, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw out your little theory here. If I were to be getting uh, the last two issues in by month, I would have felt like I was ripped off because uh, it's kind of the same thing. Um, but I think in a, a trade, it's just extending that fight, which is this kind of the end of the fight. Uh, not end, but towards the end. I think we're getting yeah. to. Because so. um, we only have one more issue left, right? One? So there's only yeah. one issue left to wrap this main story arc up. And I get there's there's side issues that are going on in other books that we're I'm gonna say missing out on information, but not really. This book well, does a very decent job of of wrapping stuff up. Uh, the scariest character in this whole book has been Hawkeye. He picks up that bow from Kate and just beams everybody with arrows. So you say scariest? I was like, I thought that was the coolest part. I was like, man, this guy is super pissed off. And like when he's pissed, his skill set is like on a hundred. Well, that's like scary. Not like I'm afraid of him. Scary is that he like that's his berserker rage. Is everything is a headshot? I mean, he even shot Spider Woman in the face. I mean, through her jaw, through the brain, through the jaw. It was yeah. He does a good job killing everything. But I, uh, if we rated these kind of books, this would be like a six. Some of the art was good. Some of it was questionable on how Linnell uh, Francis Yu kind of draws cuts or what part of the woman's outfit's getting destroyed. I think they just chose to let Logan be shirtless because they know it's going to burn off anyway. Alex, let me ask you a question. Yep. Um, Wolverine turns out to be a scroll, and he comes <clears throat> after you. Can you defeat him? No, no. Let me, let me, I, I should ask. Should I ask. probably should ask you questions. Does he have his metal claws? How old is he? How and what old? powers do I have? He's twenty five. He has okay. metal claws. Um, oh, do I have That's a good question. You have the powers of Magneto. Uh, I rip out his skeleton, and then cut off his head, and then put it in the water. Mm. I see. See, you got to ask all the and questions. The you were ready to give up right away. 
So I, I just, I like in the back, I heard a Marvin voice going, Hey, you didn't ask questions. Find a way you can do. Oh, okay. So I want an A for effort. Even if I lose at the end where you have this loophole of where he still kills me. Um, there you go. So that's the, uh, book club book for this week. Uh, one more issue left, and then we'll get to Alex. Your pick, right? Garrett. Garrett's May. There you go. We'll I better start uh, figuring that shit out. We'll announce that next week. There you go. Uh, before we go, just a little uh, side. We're taking a little detour here to TV land. Uh, I'm going to talk about The Last of Us premiering on HBO. Three episodes now out. Um, I know some of the podcasts for that show, the companion piece, they do just act like it's only on HBO Max, but I'm pretty sure it does actually air. Um, I'm guessing they're thinking, they're, if you download this show, you're probably more into streaming anyways. Uh, because they will say, watch it on HBO Max. I'm like, I think it's on HBO too. But you can't sell that to a young person, Alex. They don't go, they're going to stop by at 7, 8 p.m. Well, that's true. They should be sleeping. Uh, but three issue, three episodes of that show is out. Uh, Pedro Pascal as uh, Mr. Joel himself and Ellie is played by, oh, what's her name? Bella Ramsey. Uh, Bella Ramsey. What's the actress's name, though? Bella oh. Ramsey. The actress. Her name is Ellie. Oh, Bella Ramsey. Okay, thank you, Alex. Um, <laughs> Bella Ramsey playing Ellie, uh, and also Anna Tarvov uh, playing Tess. Tess. Uh, three episodes in. So far, what do you think? Uh, spectacular. I mean... I I can't believe how much justice is being done to the Last of Us video game. Um, and quite honestly, I, I feel like episode three was probably one of the, not only one of the best like adaptations of a video game I've ever seen, but one of the best episodes of television I've ever seen in my life. I really did enjoy episode three. I was a little apprehensive on what you see for Bill as a character in the game. And to see how flushed out they they gave you for Frank and Bill and how fulfillment their life really could be, I did enjoy that. And then I had my expectations of, of if it was going to even out to how the game had done it, and I thought it was very tasteful what they chose to do for the ending of the episode. Uh, my biggest, my honestly, my biggest gripe I have had is the the hive mind that they suggest that these... Uh, infected have, which I, I understand they're all infected by the same cordyceps fungi but I don't like the fact that at the end of episode 2 when they kill a infected the spores or the vines of the fungi go into the ground and tell the rest of them to show up. What? Dude, I love that. I think that's so interesting. Like, isn't that terrifying that it's like a living organism? Now, I did make the comment uh, to somebody that I was talking to about it today that I'm glad that we know in this video game there's not, like, a move to, like, end all the cordyceps. Like, there's no, uh, besides, like, what's going on with Ellie? Because I'm like, if you guys pull a fucking Phantom Menace on me where we, like, blow up uh, the main, you know, cordyceps and it kills all the all the ones connected, I'd be really pissed. But I'm like, since I know that's not how this would play out, I think it's kind of cool. But like, that's but that's how a hive mind would work. If they find the original, they can beat it. 
But see, that's what I'm saying. There is no original. They're all connected because they're all fungi, but they're not connected to like a source. Mm-hmm. So that's where I gave it the benefit of the doubt. Where I'm like, okay, that's actually pretty cool and unique. I, I get for TV wise, that makes sense. Right. Like it, it makes it more intriguing. Uh, in real life, if that were to be the case, you're fucking boned all the time. <laughs> because you can't kill one without now 16 other ones going, oh, my homie just died. I need to go murder that thing. What happens if they just die? Because they do just die. They get stuck in the wall and become the fungi. I was going to say, I do think that they can go off network. And if they die that way, then they don't get alerted. It's only if they die like on network. I think right. it's like that one died on a fungi patch yeah. that so that's could why reach into it. So if you die on the cement, you're fine. Or if you drown, you're fine. Yeah, just burn them all. Right. So. Can't, can't talk if you're on fire. Um, if you're not in a hot spot. I did cry the first episode. First really? episode is fantastic. It was that honestly that's the thing is that three was good, two I enjoyed. Um when you finally get to see the clicker. And that's the thing, the infected are very seldom in this show. Which is fine. I mean, not a problem. It shows that there are more people who have survived, uh, became writers or what have you. Uh, but that first episode was phenomenal. And and I no spoil I mean it's a spoiler now from ten years ago. When Joel's daughter Sarah dies, I cried playing the game. I'm I got, I got, yeah, I got misty in that first episode, but man, nope. were the tears are flowing in in the third episode. Oh, really? I got, I got teary eyed at one point in the third episode um, when Frank is telling Bill what's going to happen for the day. I got teary eyed, but no tears. Oh. Uh, I even, I even knew what was going to happen to Sarah. And I bit my lip, and then tears flowed down my face. Uh, and then we, then we got out of that part. Twenty years has passed. I wiped my face clear, and I was good. But it was that ten seconds of her gasping that I was just like, "Fuck you guys!" You yeah, know, that that was tough. Too good of a show. I, I yeah. do also notice, and I think Troy talks about this in the podcast that Pedro did it differently um, how he did in the game, and I do like Pedro's uh, the way that he does it. Uh, and Troy agreed, like. In the game, he's like, he's kind of like, oh no, 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 come! Like, he knows he he's acknowledging that she's dead, and like, no, 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 come! In the the show, it almost seems like he's like, hey, no, you got to hold there, hold there, don't worry, we're gonna get you on this thing. Like, he's still trying to protect her and save her when it's clear she's not there anymore. Like, but yeah. you know, the, the nice thing is, she was there for the longest time, and then they zoned in on Pedro himself, and then you come back out and she's dead. And he's and I think part is that he kept calling her uh, baby, 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 and like. I, that's that's how I would talk to my when daughter he, if something shitty happened. And when he looks, yeah, he looks at Tommy, and then he looks back, and it's just like Tommy's like, dude. Uh, like, yeah, it was number one was it was fantastically written, so well done, so well acted. Um, any shit I ever said about Pascal's acting from 1984, uh, I take it back because he is a phenomenal actor from 1984. Wonder Woman. I thought he oh, he was oh, the he, best part of that. movie. Uh, I thought so too, but um, that whole movie shit. So I don't care. Your shit. The third Whoa. episode was really uh, great, and I thought, like, what a way to take what seemingly in the game is like. I get in the game. I, I'm going to say it's an okay moment. Uh, there's a lot of good things about that whole part with Bill, but like, it's really more of a game mechanic to get the traps and shit. Um, but in the show, they still accomplish that Joel gets the traps and gets guns and stuff from him 
but in a way that is like we tell this whole story of Bill and Frank, which in the game it is different, and I understand that, but like I was like, this is one example of where they took what they had and were like, how do we make this better? Because I think the things that are very much different in this that we haven't seen so far that really make this uh, more impactful is seeing the things that are normal, like these two growing up, uh, growing old together. And then in the last couple of episodes, the episode where they brought the expert in on the fun guy and she's like bomb everything. Um, and then the first episode, which cold starts on that interview, he's like, if that ever happened, we're done. And like seeing those things, it's like adds to the world. And even though we have this now focused story on Ellie and, and uh, uh, Joel moving forward, which we did in the comics, I do like that they are well, they, uh, making the world more well-rounded. We could see these little things because like that whole thing with Bill and Frank does not feel like filler whatsoever. It feels like no. that is very necessary, and it's a good mechanic because you don't have to see Joel and Ellie trek through all that place to get to there. Like they got there at the end of the episode, and you told the story in between. Uh, and I think that story, what it does is, it, it very much establishes Joel being like, decide, yes, I'm going to help Ellie, because when he says we've got to use the skills that we have to protect the ones that that, uh, that we love, and when he sees that he says protect Tess, and he gets kind of sad about it because he's just like. Like, obviously, we know Tess is gone. Bill didn't know when he wrote that in a way, but it's just a reminder of, like, to Joel that, like, the two people I've cared about so far have died. So why am I taking this girl who the, the possibly the, uh, and mankind depends on her finding a cure. How am I going to take her when I'm not good at this? I'm not good at protecting people. Like, I've proven it twice and I'm not. And he actually sees, like, what Bill went through. And kind of sees that he fulfilled his thing and he protected Frank as much as he could. Uh, and it kind of reminds him. But then he's like, yeah, like he reads that part being like, this is my purpose here. And if I'm going to honor and, and and not let those people die in vain, uh, i going to honor what Tess wanted and we're going to bring her. He's like, okay, here are the rules. Which that's a scene directly out of the game about how, like, here are the rules. And you still get Ellie and you still get that hint, which I think is... Neil Druckerman's uh, writing from the game, which they translate directly to the show, uh, I think perfectly when when he's like, okay, and you're going to do everything that I say. Uh, and he's like, repeat repeat that. And she's like, what you say goes. So she doesn't even repeat it even. And she, but she's like, <laughs> <laughs> which they talked about, talk about this on the podcast. She's like, she doesn't even repeat it. So it's kind of showing that she's still even when he's, she's like, yeah, you're the boss. She's still like, but not really. Like, we're still, like, showing that rebellious side of her. And they did mention, because I think we'll see uh, in part two, there's this kind of journey about, like, what is making you human? Like, does this revenge really, is it worse than uh, being taken over by the the fun guy, this rage that she'll have later on? Um, and we kind of see in this one when she is cutting open that... Uh, infected and then eventually kills him but like when she's cutting like that and she's like looking and stuff like that like i I like this it's a little foreshadowing that that scene was was gnarly yeah i know it was intense yeah and i think it does show also that like ellie can take care of herself better than joel thinks but still she's it's maybe not good for her 
um, and not the best thing for a child to be growing up in this kind of situation. Like it's, I, so in the game, you always have Joel be kind of a crab ass for honestly three fourths of the game, um, and he slowly warms up to her. I I like that in the show, we don't waste as much time after Bill is gone and Frank are dead. Uh, when he talks to her, he does kind of soften up. They go on the car ride together, and he smiles more in the show than he ever does in the game. Um, they make this world feel so lit, like almost lived in. Even if you are the last two people in this town, you are li- you live in this world, and there's something to at least kind of lighten your mood. Um, I want to give credit to how well they wrote for Bill, where Bill was so efficient at keeping Frank safe for the most part and keeping his town safe that in the 20 years of that outbreak, he only got hurt the one time. Right. Oh, man, it was just so beautiful. I mean, everything they've done has been great. Um, and I'm just so excited for things to come. But that shot out Bill and Frank's window as they're leaving, like, you know, alluding to the letter. And, like, I'm just like, that is so beautiful. And, you know, Marvin, you're alluding to the podcast that he said, if we could end almost every episode through a window, because, like, if you think of the, the game load screen, there's a window there, right, uh, with the knife at the end after you beat it. Um, that that they were going to try and do that, and they said, "Well, at least for this one, for sure, we have to do it." So, and it was it's just as they're driving off, I'm like, that is one of the most beautiful scenes because everything that came before it, it just had so much weight. And man, I'm just so happy with what they've been doing with the show so far. And and Bella Ramsey as Ellie is like perfect casting, and I agree. And I think the same thing with Pedro. Like I'm like these two are those characters, you know, they're, they're doing things slightly different than what we've seen in the games. But to me, they are those characters uh, that they're portraying. Ramsey, I need to see a little bit more Ellie. I need to see a little bit more of her doing what Ellie would do. Mm -hmm. Um, But I guess like she got her gun. She finally got her gun in the, in the show way sooner than she ever does in the game. After hinting about it for whole two whole episodes when she finds that random gun and she sticks it in her pack, I'm like, oh, good. She's going to shoot someone the first time here, probably hopefully the next episode. I'm Now I'm curious to know, do we keep following the the game set where we're going to go to Pittsburgh and oh, yeah. run into Sam and Henry? Oh, or, for sure. do, or do we skip that and we end up finding going to Wyoming? Nah, I bet they still go to Pittsburgh. I still feel like they follow the beats of the game. But they just have a little more room to like tell their like the bill and frank all of that you know it's still like by doing that they didn't take anything away from the story if anything they added to the story so in a good way it wasn't filler either so i feel like we'll get more of that where we'll get more additive but the main beats of the story will still probably be the same i would imagine we'll probably get an episode of sam and henry maybe even before they run into joel and ellie could be, yeah. It could be, you know, told that way. And then when we get to them, you know, we get that emotional connection right before uh, the big spoiler uh, I, at, at the end of that episode. So. I hope that we get a, I hope it's a two episode run where it's, they do their backstory, then you do the story of them all together. And so when Joel starts beating up on Henry and Henry goes, man, you hit hard. I want Joel to say, I was trying to kill you. Like that, like. That's something that I've always been taken aback by in that game. 
he tells him straight up, yeah, I was punching you hard because I wanted you to die. Yeah, I, it's going to be intense. I mean, we have three episodes. It's a nine-episode series. And you got to imagine that last episode is going to be an extra length. So, uh, yeah, can't believe we're only three weeks in. But, hell, by uh, I saw, like, the finale is on March 12th. Uh, 12th. Yeah, I'm like, that's coming pretty quick. That's that's six weeks away. So, I, uh, I hope we get to see a bloater. We've seen we've we've barely seen any runners. We saw I think it was a stalker that got stuck underneath that rock that she stabs in the face. We saw two clickers. I got to see a bloater now. I mean, she even talks about it. She goes, "Is it true that they have there's one out there that can throw spores at you?" And Joel, I don't think knows whether or not that's true or not. So I'm excited. Yeah. Is the yeah, I don't, uh, the Hulk ones like the Hulk like ones only in the second one? No, the, the, the like the Rat King. Yeah. He's only number two. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Awesome. That's the, that, that is the initial. Uh, that's the hive right there. They got to kill yeah. the Rat King. Uh, oh, I got to ask you before we move on. Uh, the clicker, did you think was what you pictured it would have been on screen? In my opinion, yes, it was. And that oh. for me was like. The like I was at already at like ninety five percent like this is gonna be amazing and then I saw the clicker and I'm like hundred percent I'm there. If if all of the work on that face was, um, cosmetics, fantastic work. And if they just took the sound even from the game for how a clicker sounds, so fucking scary. And I enjoyed how hard they were to kill. I'm sure they didn't, but I enjoyed the fact that it took more time to shoot him in the face five, six, seven times. Uh, it was no, oh, yeah. I need more clickers. They don't. Uh, I, I feel like we're gonna get a a pretty heavy uh, cordyceps thing here soon. I'm sure. So, mm. you know, what I was thinking when I was watching this episode, I need to play that game again. It should have pulled it. Buy Last of Us Part One and 100 it. I should have been. I uh, pulled it. You played this right before the show. Yeah, fucked up. The only thing, like I told you guys last night, the the build town in the game way fucking harder. <laughs> way more yeah. things had to die. This one, I'd love to be on this Bill's town. Yeah. Well, that's what they say in their podcast. Line. I mean, like obviously with the video game, you have to be way more action oriented. When you're in a TV show, it can't be action the entire time. So and they also stated like that's fun for you to control and go through, but not for somebody to watch. Right. You disarming all these traps and just going to the next thing and the next thing next. So they were like, How do we make this meaningful and tell a story like this? And and uh, I thought they did a great job. I was just looking and uh as you stated after I found it, nine episodes, March twelfth. Uh nine seems like a nice number. Usually we get eight or ten of a series. Nine ever is pretty good. Um, but I think it was going to be 10, but then they like it have, ex- well, they extended the first episode for sure. Cause that's an hour and a half. I have a feeling they did the same thing for the finale, that it's going to be an extended, uh, finale. There we go. A little extender action. Um, on that. only Dick Grayson knows about that. Extend that clicker. You know what I mean? Uh, hey, hey. What are you <laughs> go there, subscribe to the show. Uh, go there uh, and follow the show on Anchor. You can also leave a message and go to the merch page, rootsofswampthing.com, and uh, all things DC World Swampy. As I said, movie coming out, baby. Uh, go there. Let them know who you think should play Swamp Thing. Obviously, I'm thinking Swamp Thing himself. 
I'm sure he's out there in the swamp, you know, looking for the next gig. Uh, invite him on the set. Uh, there you go. Also go to RainbowComicsAndCards.com. RainbowComicsAndCards.com. Sioux Falls, South Dakota, Lincoln, Nebraska. RainbowComicsAndCards.com. Find us on Twitter at Wednesday Comics, at Garage 2188, at the AP Keat N. Um, that's going to be your Easter name. A.P. Keet Keet. Keet Keet. Is that what a bird says? Keet Keet. The chicken? Cheep, 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 Oh, there we go. Oh, wait. Guys, sorry. Real quick before you close it. Did you catch the scene in... I forgot to bring this up when I just looked at my notes. Secret Invasion... I know we're way past it. Uh, when Howard the Duck was holding that pistol and that panel yes. with, oh god, that was funny. I, I thought of you, Marvin. I saw Howard the Duck, and I was like, I "That motherfucker's got a pistol." I didn't catch this. I'm gonna have to look. Go back, man. I'm gonna go back and look. He's like holding it up like James Bond. <laughs> Here we go, Mister Howard the Duck. Which once again, I'll say, Adam to Marvel Snap, you cowards. Adam in there. I saw today they they nerfed the leader. And that was good because the leader's too strong in that game. And how do how do they nerf him? Uh, he doesn't recreate all the cards now; only the ones to the location to the right where you play. Ah, did you see they also unlocked PvP? Yes. So you might have to give me your codes. Like kick your ass. I'm saying, if you want some, get some. Whoa! Wolverine also in the game, Alex. Wolverine before when he you could kill him and and he would come back, but it would that's the only thing it would do, and he could be played somewhere else. But now you get a plus two when he comes back. Because you know what happens when, when he dies. He always comes back madder. You can't you can't hurt him and expect him not to get angry. Whatever you do, don't hit him in the balls. You said anything goes. Anything goes, but he'll take it personal. <laughs> Boom. I also want to say in Midnight Suns Wolverine, if he goes berserker mode, uh, a lot of spit comes out. A lot of spit. <laughs> I don't know why they felt the need to add so much spit in like lobby form, not even like mist form. Um but next time it happens, I'm going to send you a clip here, Alex, about this this rabid, rabid Wolverine. That's what I'm saying. It sounds like they're trying to give him rabies. When he goes berserker, he's got rabies coming. Throw yeah. at the mouth. I'm going to send it to you because it, it does not look like it's a pleasant time for anybody involved. So, uh, <laughs> I got spit on this one. I, got I will also give you an update on uh, Tony Stark and Doctor Strange. Remember I said I hated them in this game. Uh, Doctor Strange has gotten better. Tony, I wish you could kill people in this game. Mm. <laughs> Still bad. <laughs> Damn. You know why? Still the same fucking jokes. Like they're he's they're trying so badly to make him Robert Dungeon in this game, and they are not succeeding whatsoever. So they're doing the best version of. Uh, I gotta wonder if they ever decide like, hey, if we if we don't make him like Robert Downey Jr., will people still want to play him? I mean, I think everyone has settled into that's what he sounds like. That's who he is. Like, that's not who he is. Give him some drinks. Give him some beer. Give him some vodka. There's other things in his life. Like he does that thing where he gives everybody a nickname. Or he's just like, oh, yeah. what's, what's up, uh, uh, Dracula? Under rules. Which, first off, there is Dracula in Marvel Universe. So why are you calling Blade Dracula when there is Dracula? And he actually doesn't like him. You're bringing up bad memories, Tony Stark. He is strong, though. So sometimes you got to deal with who you got to deal with, and I got to deal with Tony Stark and my team because uh, <laughs> he is a main component of it. Uh, for Wednesday Comics, 
I've been Marvin. I'm Alex. I'm Garrett. Hey, everyone, stay warm and keep turning those pages.